This is yours. This is ours. This is mine. What's up and welcome to Minds. I'm your host, Jay Hernandez, and the last time you heard from me, I was doing some promotion for, uh, for my fellow comedy buddy, uh, Heather Lowry, who was doing a comedy show event called No Balls Allowed. Um, and I got some updates. Uh, first off, if you can hear the difference, I am recording this in my new kill room. It's a little room that's underneath the stairs to my basement. And uh, it's just been full of junk for the last almost seven years. And I finally emptied it out, uh, padded the, the walls with some blankets that I've had in my possession uh, for the purpose of soundproofing. And I carpeted the back of the door. And we are go for liftoff. I mean, I don't know what it's going to sound like to you guys, but I'm, I'm hoping it sounds good. I'm hoping it sounds good. So this is my kill room. Welcome to the, the other side of the Sunjin. At the No Balls Allowed event, I performed my first sketch that I wrote, um, not by myself. I had the help of, of Heather, who I mentioned, and Melissa Jobin, who I'm hoping to get on the show very soon. And, um, you know, between Heather's uh, antics and, and um, eye for, for improv and just working with her surroundings, uh, we pulled it off. And she did an amazing job uh, producing it, I guess you'd say. I mean, she, she made uh, the, the voting booth that we did uh, um, our confessionals in. Uh, we were at, um, at sort of a library, so she had a desk set up with all sorts of books and a magnifying glass. It just, it just you know, it looked like we were in some weird stuffy environment where a voting would take place. As far as my podcast goes, I got knocked off the rails with the different things that I was doing between my improv 101, 201, uh, doing open mics, um, uh, you know, my wife's uh, school schedule, and then finally a- equipment failure really stalled my whole production. And and I was thrown off. I just I, I got, went into a funk like I normally do. Uh, and I'm not proud of that, but it's just a part of me. It's how I work. I'm trying to um, just embrace it as part of the process. Anyway, so what I'm going to do uh, the next over the next couple of weeks is just release these monologues that I had done um, without trying to get too nutty with it. Uh, that's you know I end up seizing my whole uh, brain whenever I, I I I just start to get you know too. Um, you know, too involved in the the thinking and production, and I start overthinking it, and then I do nothing. So, that being said, I will be releasing a couple short episodes with no guests, just me out there in the world. Um, you'll hear the uh, the the recorder, and um, I'd also like to apologize for this particular episode that it, um, I finally got the thing working, and I invited Jack over here. Um, for an interview, which, by the way, my, my guest today is Jack Steiger, local comic. I'll get a little more into that in a minute. But, um, you know, I set it all up to record 
via two microphones through this thing. I like my microphones. And I like setting them up. I like using them. I like how they sound. Uh, but then when I uploaded the whole thing, it was all on one track. Fine. But the audio is panned extreme left, extreme right. So you'll be hearing me on the left, hearing him on the right. I don't like that. You know, I, I initially, when I first started the podcast, was going to do a, you know, like a uh, minimal panning so that there would be a sense of the room or whatever it is. But I just found that generally interviews, um, unless they're done with a, a multi-directional mic or whatever, are just, you know, straight straightforward. This way there's no empty space when anybody's pausing or not talking or talking or whatever it is. And so th that was another thing that added to my whole funk of like, how am I going to do this? I looked up ways to separate the audio since it is a stereo um, signal. And, you know, there were arguments about separate. Oh, why do you need to separate it? Blah, blah, blah. It's like, well, I'm, I don't need you to ask me why I need to separate. I just need to separate it. So tell me how to separate it. If you got a comment, uh, you know, that uh, just devalues my, my, my pursuit, just don't. Like, go away. Like, I don't want to hear about you telling me that I don't need to do what it is that I want to do. I mean, generally, in life, when someone asks you a question, you don't tell them, ah, don't worry about wanting that. You'll figure it out. Whatever. Maybe that's just me. Anyway, uh, that hung me up for, you know, for a, a month or so. And um, actually, you know, because I, I had done this interview with Jack before the interview with Heather, but hers came sort of urgently and she needed to promote her show, which, you know, we did. Um, so I just, you know, it got like it, the, the timeline got thrown off, the chronology of it. And then, you know, so that so it was just one thing after the next. Anyway, I'm back into a zone where I can kind of carve out a little free time for myself and, um you know, realize these episodes without getting too heady about it or overwhelmed by the amount of work that I want to put into it. And, uh, and I'm back. I'm, I'm here, at least for now. Uh, I'd like to say that I will be back on a schedule and, you know, so my faithful listeners can, uh, you know, know when I'm, when I'll be back with something. Uh, but I cannot, I, you know, I, I, I've got various other things in the works which take up my free time. I've been journaling a lot more lately. I don't need to do it every day. Um, I generally leave it to when I'm feeling a certain way that helps me to move through a set of feelings or whatever it is, and I process it through the writing, and then I look at it and whatever. Or sometimes, you know, I don't even look at it at all. So uh, on the writing aspect uh, tip of myself. I've uh, successfully begun writing my first feature-length movie script treatment. Now, don't be fooled. This is not a script yet. And uh, and I got it cracking. I got it going. I got some characters going. I have a, a plot line. I've got the, the, the various parts to a story that, uh, you know, a script or just stories of that nature need so that it's complete. And um, I'm cracking away at it. And that feels good. It feels good because I feel like this is like a big thing that I could work on over time. And as I move through it, I will be having my own little realizations and epiphanies and everything like that. Uh, and it'll be the milestone that I need for all my future endeavors uh, to look back on. So I can be like, okay, I came from there. Or like I learned this here, learned that there. I made these mistakes there. Whatever. As things go. Uh, I've been writing jokes. 
Um, but I, I have not been to an open mic since early December, uh, probably like the first week of December, and it's killing me because it's uh, the the we're in the like the last third of January, and after a couple of weeks, it gets to the point where you're just afraid to go and do it again. You're you're you know like you you get the the motivation, you start doing it, and you you, you get going. You understand the pitfalls of it. Um, you realize where you know where you're finding your laughs. You realize what doesn't work, you know. And then you take a break for a little bit, and you're just terrified to go back. And I got some new stuff brewing up. I got something having to do with uh, Trump's inauguration. I don't, you know, I I don't know how I feel about the whole thing. I'm kind of over, and I never really felt any of the desperation over the Trump thing. So, like, I'm trying to go in a different direction with it because I feel like there's just going to be a lot leaning on the Trump hate for the next four to eight years. And um, and I don't connect with it in that way. It's just not, you know, it's not hitting me in that way. Um, and rather than share all my feelings about why or why not or how I do feel, I'm just going to, I'm just going to, you know, express, you know, like, I, I'm just going to leave it at that, really just gonna leave it at that so anyway that's like my funk that's that's where I've been but at the same time as you as you you know as I just said I've been productive I've been doing things I've been working on things I've got a new room I'm recording in so that's the weird noise or the weird sound or lack thereof sound for those of uh of you know, those of you who who noticed um so I will now get to uh my guest for today, Jack Steiger, once again, a local comedian. Um, I met Jack uh, at my first open mic at Espresso Joe's in Keyport, which no longer uh, goes on. Um, and it's it's actually because of a guy by the name of Dr. Scott, who I actually had on my show with my little uh, renegade reporting style um, phone uh, interview. Um, micro interview is just me driving him home about a couple miles away from, from the open mic that I saw him afterwards. Actually, it was the, the day after my first open mic. I drove him home, got the interview. Anyway, Jack was there at my first open mic. He really cracked the whole thing open with uh, his style and um, and just the general obvious experience that he had over everyone else and just his comfortable nature uh and you know i spoke to him about it in the in the conversation about um you know the particular joke that that i remember that really kind of sparked my whole interest in uh in him but it was just nice to like see that up close especially where i was i was just frightened a frightened child with you know these scratches of what were supposed to be very funny jokes on paper and uh, the nerve of waiting your turn and, and, and not knowing if your stuff is going to work and, you know, thinking about what you'll do if it doesn't or what, what what you'll possibly do if it does work and people are laughing. Like, how do you even handle that? And I told him after the interview, he kind of holds a special place in my heart because it's like the first time you see something up close. You know what I mean? Did a great job up there. It was obvious his skill level over the rest of the guys that were there. I'm um, hoping nobody's putting two and two together. And then I realized that he is uh, one of the Dog Pound regulars, which is where I've been 
trying to go more often because it's right around the corner from my house and it's at a good time. And, uh, you know, so we got a little further acquainted there and I got him to come on the show. Took a little while, but, you know, so as things go. Either way, uh, in our conversation, you'll hear him uh, mention Dan and Melissa who write, um, who are actually prominent writers in our area, uh, putting on plays and, and, and sketches and, um, you know, this and that. And I'm just going to put it out there that I will have those guys on the show very soon. So, uh, that being said, Jack's acted in a couple of their pieces. And, um, as you'll hear from the conversation, he, uh, you know, did a little bit of acting in film school, likes, you know, he's been bitten by the acting bug. I mean, stand-up's his first love, you know, so that's, you know, th- that that kind of gives you a, a whole big picture perspective on Jack and, and, and the, the different hats that he wears, different place that he's spinning. So, I mean, you'll learn, you'll learn a lot. I mean, you'll learn the price of cocaine in Australia. That being said, my last bit of information is to promo the next show that, uh, that Jack will be doing. So it is the Laugh Riot this Saturday, January 28th at the Mean Bean in Tom's River, hosted by Angelo Gingerali and Chris Rockwell, featuring K.P. Burke, Molly Sperduto, Jess Alamo, who I do know, who I've seen perform a couple times already, Ryan Metzger, who uh, I will be able to put a face to that name. I know I know the name. I know I've seen him perform, but cannot put the face to it right now. John Poveromo and... Jack Steiger, my guest. Here we go. Mark Henley is uh, the the bearded guy with glasses. That narrows it down to two people. He's the, <laughs> <laughs> in our group. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. So with Mark, shit. He's uh, the one who's like, how you doing tonight? That guy. Bigger, yeah, there's Dan <laughs> who hosts it, and he's okay. a beard guy with glasses. Okay, and then there's All Mark right. who did host it last time, I think. I didn't go last time. Oh, was it when they did it together? Yeah, Mark and Dan. It was they did sort of like an improv. Mark and Rob, yeah, 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 yeah thing. Yeah. Okay, yeah, all right, like, okay. I'm just, two two Dan's or two Marks. No, it's stupid. But <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So he, he, yeah, he, he's a, uh, yeah, he's he's probably my best friend. Okay, <laughs> all right, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, you're stepping into a tight knit group. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, I you know, and not for nothing. I mean, I will say I recognized it after. Um, oh, I was there twice, uh, but it didn't really feel like, you know, like a closed off vacuum. You know what I mean? Like I guess it like, doesn't. No, yeah, whoever, glad, yeah, however, yeah. you know. I don't connected. think that we as a group are very like that. Like there's a there's a, a few open mics that I that I've, I've been going to. Uh, like last month, I went to a bunch of open mics, like uh, uh, in New York, especially. And oh, like, nice. Okay. It can be kind of clicky because you're going into a place where people are very focused, and you know they live there, and like they there's a lot more mics around there so they're more driven and they get to know each other and they're not really interested in being friends like they're not like horribly like 80s style ambitious but right. like they 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 can be a bit closed off and i think we as a like the central jersey comics are a bit more open cuz there's less open mics and we're more like we got other things going on and we're more open right, to right, right. friends i think we're more susceptible to being like hey what else is there going yeah. on other yeah. person yeah 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 like i would say that like right now like basic well, not 
all of them, but like most of my friends are from the comedy scene. Okay. Like all of them in America, like are pretty much like ninety percent of my friends are comedians. Okay. All right. Now you say America because I, I yeah. noticed the first time I saw you uh, that. Is there an accent? I have a. I was born in the United States, but I lived in Australia from when I was like eleven. Okay. Till like twenty. I'm twenty seven now, and I, I live. I moved back here about twenty two, so I lived in Australia about uh, 10, 11 years. Okay. All right. And uh, so that's where um, I lived, like in, during that, like the whole middle of my life so far. All like, right. All right. All right. Because like I couldn't quite peg it because yeah, I've yeah. noticed that there's certain dialect or uh, accents or whatever it is um, of like Irish that can sound really American, but then just have these little yeah. odds and ends curves and stuff. So I wasn't sure. I didn't want to ask and condescendingly, I mean, you, you're, yeah, you're redheaded. No. So I didn't want to be like, Hey, Irish uh, no, guy. You know, you, yeah. Like my accent is very mongrelized. Like it doesn't really fit in there. Even when I went to Australia, like they never really thought I was American. And then when oh, I okay. Come, yeah. They always thought I was like Scottish or Canadian or something. Well, where are you from? So what, what accent did you bring over there? What, well, uh, I'm American. Like, I was American. I mean, like we're like, like what? Oh, I'm from New Jersey. Okay, like I basically right. just went full circle. Like Where, what part of Jersey were, were you here. from? Around like here. Oh, wow. Okay. Like, can right. I can I out you as living in? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Neptune. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like so that I didn't do the whole throw yeah. you in the trunk and the blindfold thing. Okay. So yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. you know. Yeah. So yeah. So like uh, you um yeah. So I'm I'm, I'm actually, I was actually born in Jersey Shore Medical Center. Okay. Yeah, I was born in the hospital, which is like right near right. Yeah, it's, it's right. Uh, I'm. I mean, Born I in the hospital five years, and then hospitalized there for ho- alcohol poisoning. <laughs> <laughs> Not even alcohol poisoning. They just found me on the side of a road, passed out. <laughs> like, imagine if I died there. Like, I just was born here. <laughs> I moved to Australia. Have like the, the, a promising life of living around the world. Like, yeah, yeah. And um, then I come back to America and die. And then you get the, <laughs> the same hospital, same doctor. <laughs> <laughs> then you get the you take the measurement with one of those little uh, you know like realtor uh, spools thing. You get the measurement of how far you traveled between oh, yeah. <laughs> between the yeah, I know. <laughs> birth Just to and die, death. not very 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 uh, shamefully. That was, oh my goodness. I was actually hospitalized in that same hospital for the same exactly. alcohol. Yeah, they'll they'll get you. <laughs> and I was like, no, I'm fine. <laughs> I was like, no, and they're like, nah. You gotta go into. You gotta go. You got. We gotta take you. I'm like, no, I could go. And I like tried to struggle, but I was too weak. <laughs> I didn't even have that chance. I uh, I left Johnny Max in a in a in a in a, in a fit of rage. Um, oh. Went to uh, Bond Street uh, and woke up in the hospital. Oh, you just don't remember yeah, what yeah, happened? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I found out that I was actually taken to the hospital from the brick wall. Oh, so there's a missing oh, yeah, time. There's, yeah, there's missing time, man. Yeah. That's that's got to get Robert Stack on the case. Yeah, yeah. It, who knows? About <laughs> unsolved mysteries. Yeah, it's isn't it exciting when you have missing time <laughs> like that? Though it's like no, it's not. not like even. it's like Mr. No. Robot. Did you ever watch Mr. Robot? No. It's, it's like like he he like loses his mind and he becomes somebody else a lot. And it's like I like to think that missing time is like that. Right, <laughs> right, like, right, right. Maybe there's a split personality. It's like a Tyler Durden scenario, but nah. Oh, I think it'd be nah, it's just you. a little cooler if I woke up with like tat like memento tattoos. Oh yeah, and I could like, oh like, all right, you fell on your face. Yeah, but it's never. Try. It's always something ignominious. Yeah. Yeah. No. I've like flirted with sobriety, like because I I really do have a drinking problem. Okay. Like, um, and uh, it, like I keep I I've gotten like way better with it, but like I still like shouldn't. I I don't know. Like I I. Like the like I used to just drink like because like in Australia 
I was normal. Like, okay. Because I, you know, I in Australia, I was like, I moved there when I was eleven, and uh, like we i went started going to high school and i started drinking around 15 or so and like you know and like i you, australians have a, a reputation for drinking a lot and it's kind of okay. true there's the culture of drinking is a bit stronger there so 15 that was like the average like oh we're gonna yeah start, we start, i forget if it was 15 now. or 16 but that was a bit late for an like for a kid to be start drinking in australia like there are people who start drinking like like 13 i think oh, wow, i knew okay. i knew somebody who started 12 i think yeah but so i was pretty normal middle of the road there like just uh, in terms of drinking and and probably on the lighter side for an australian and then i moved here and then like people like would be talking my brother would be like i think your brother has a drink problem <laughs> 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 like and uh i uh yeah so but like and like i i yeah i've gotten a bit better with it you say you've like flirted with sobriety well, I, I would like I say that I'm sober because I I I thwart off any and everything all of the time. Yeah. But there have been a a, a choice couple. I won't even say a few. Just like a couple times that I've, you know, I'm just like, yeah, let me. But not no alcohol. Absolutely no alcohol. That is a good yeah. Alcohol yeah. is a. Uh, well, I mean, when you consider the the options, isn't it can't be great, but. Alcohol is a is shit drug. It makes yeah. you feel like I mean, it's it's not the worst one. Like it just it takes like it's like running like a night of heavy drinking is like a marathon. Yeah. Like I had a horrible night out like not last weekend but the weekend before that like with just missing time and I was like, abusive <laughs> towards my friends and like texting girls that I shouldn't yeah, be yeah, texting yeah. like angry texts like not oh, even okay. trying to like hook up with them not trying to stoke fire just like I hate you you think I care just horrible like I I was demonically drunk. <laughs> yeah. Demonically, as in like possessed, possessed. by the yeah, spirits. Yeah. Oh, it was a awful, awful night. But uh, then the next day, that's that's when you really feel like you're like, yeah. can I be possessed now so that like the possessed me remembers and deals with yeah. the hangover? Oh yeah. And the it's like it just it lasted for a whole week. I was I I was exhausted a whole week and anxious and like um just just tired. Like it, it's 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 just like like. I have never worked out hard enough to feel that exhausted. <laughs> and I and I've like worked out a lot like I I I like I've like I I punished myself like in high school like another thing I did was like I was really into fitness and I put myself through some brutal workouts but never have I ever gone away from a workout feeling quite as bad as a night of heavy drinking. But Boy. but but punishment, yes. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. So what did you move out to Australia for? It, my mother got married to my stepfather, um, so she remarried to someone who's jo- like, and uh, his re- basically he was only visiting America to like visit oh, okay. my mom because they had like some pact in college. Like, if we, I'm getting really into the details. Oh, but, that's cute. I love. Yeah, it. I know. Isn't it it's, just yeah, quaint? It's, oh, it's, 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 it's like, lovely. Oh, I wish I was on better terms with my parents. <laughs> I actually am on great terms with my parents. I don't know why I said that. But <laughs> <laughs> No, but I uh, uh like they um they she they he came here and then they quick got married really quick cuz they knew each other from college and they had like some deal like if we aren't married by a certain age then we should marry and they did and then we he, we we it was really abrupt and we moved right then to Australia. Okay. And I wasn't happy at first, but then I became happy. Oh. I actually felt much more um, uh, comfortable in Australia when I moved there because oh, like cool. I got to be a novelty item. All right, the American. I like would, we, 
No, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. I got to be the like we moved to Melbourne at first, um, and uh, we were there for a year. And like every, I just instantly made friends because I had hard a hard time making friends because I was in the sixth grade and like I don't know, I was just kind of like a little bit of an outsider and I was just starting to make friends. And then we moved and I resented it, but then I just got, I don't know, it was just it was the coolest I've ever been thus far. And you had some of that angst to kind of like make you look like maybe you had a chip on your shoulder, like ooh, who's the Oh, I was just so happy to like be like just liked for me just the f- mere fact of me being American to them was kind of interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah now everything in Australia, that's every everything's on the coast, right? I mean, there's like the bush and whatever, but everything like Melbourne yeah. and all that. Like I don't, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like if you the population distribution map, if you looked at it, it would all pretty. Per, I believe would principally be on the coast, like the middle of the country. I never saw the outback. Oh, wow, okay. I never saw the outback, even though it's most of the country. But like you know, like it just never it never occurred to me to just go there. I suppose yeah. it's one of those things like you live in New York, you don't see the Statue of Liberty, right? You know, right, right. It's like Australia. the desert. It's yeah, it's also it's, it's more dangerous than going to the Statue of Liberty. <laughs> yeah. Like it's like you go there and your if your car breaks down, you are fucked. Like it's you literally have to survive. Yeah, it's like it's like Mars. Yeah, it's yeah. Mars. Yeah, they should do the Mars training stuff there, maybe. <laughs> but it's it's uh yeah and uh um i lived in melbourne for a year we actually did move in between melbourne and sydney there was a year in new orleans so like um i lived abroad for 11 years before i returned here but one of those years was in new orleans oh, okay it was a quick interlude worst how, year of my life how oh bad, bad. i was 13 you're 13 I hated it it was your your whole family you your mom stepmom the immediate I mean, family my mom my stepdad and my brother and sister. Or we moved to New Orleans, and uh, we, uh, oh my god, hated it. What was that plan? I was just like my dad's job made him move around. He's like, uh, he was like a management consultant sort of, and so. Uh, oh, so it wasn't like a, we should go to New Orleans. No, no, oh, okay. it was just his job. He like his company. He worked for KPMG, and it moved him around a lot. KPMG, that's a, that's a, it's a radio thing, right? Isn't that a I no, no, I don't. I don't. KPMG. Think so. I I know those. There's call letters for it's. It's some industry in in communication industry. No, I'm not sure. I think it's like, you know, I've never been too clear on what my stepdad does. Sometimes I I I've I've theor I sometimes I theorize that he's actually like a spy for some reason. <laughs> okay. Because like he's like got this like. He's got this weird patriotism. Like he's not like a he's a Republican, but he's not like a diehard gun-toting Republican. Like he's like a weird pragmatic one, very privately patriotic and like he's like got these like tendency to like towards and it's kind of weird. And he can speak more he like and then he like he speaks more than one language and like he's really that uh low key about it and i'm like i don't okay. know like that he knows like dutch and japanese and then he like he'll he'll say it sometimes and then i'll be like how much do you know he's like not that much and like <laughs> he knows all of it right, <laughs> like, right right so like but i don't even know what kpg i've never been like too clear on what he does kpmg it's I, so weird i'm pretty sure i went to it's like insurance or something it's some business stuff like my i'm 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 a corporate brat okay i guess because right. that's why we moved around i'm not a military brat i'm a, I'm a corporate brat okay all right big corporate fat cat baby Fair enough. I mean, you spent eleven years in Australia. I mean, I'm a Democrat cool. still, but yeah, yeah. Um, what are the the? How about your siblings? What are they? What are they I into? I have four siblings. My brother is uh, he was like super into basketball, and uh, like he he now like works for like I don't know a hedge fund or something. I'm not sure. Like okay. it's some something like that. 
That's an that's a that's a that's a good trajectory. Basketball. Basketball to tra- yeah, yeah yeah. But then my sister is like, um, I don't know. Like I do have very two young siblings. Like they're twins. They're like five. Year- they just turned five. Oh wow. Okay. And um, they are. They're just. They're they're good but annoying. <laughs> five. Yeah. That's right there. So, and then I have like this one. My sister, she's eighteen, and I don't know. Like, I spend so little time thinking about her. Uh-huh. It's so weird. Like, well, I think a lot about my brother, who's like only eighteen months younger than me, and then the twins, because they're like, you know, like I have to watch them sometimes, and I worry about them a lot and stuff. And then, like, I was just walking around the gym one day, and I'm like, oh, I have Christine. I forgot about her. <laughs> what I have, I just like, and then it hit me all of a sudden, like this flood of memories of her just skulking around, be, yeah. reading in her room, and, and like I'm just and, like it was just like it was like she just came into existence at that moment. Right, right. That right. was three weeks ago. Oh, okay, <laughs> that could have been maybe at the uh, the height of uh, and then now you had the, all like, that Trump business. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, my poor isn't sister. that insane that he won? It's you know, isn't that just the fucking? It's bizarre. It wasn't supposed to happen. I don't I think know. it's hit me yet. No, I don't think it's hit anyone. I don't think it was supposed to happen. Like, I don't think it was like, like, uh, that's something we could talk about for a while. But like, <laughs> I was like, it was a four. This is the first time I voted. And like, I kind of just, I was not like super excited about it. Cause You're I'm probably like, never going to vote again. You're like, what? Fuck, I'll still fuck. vote. What I'll, I I maybe I'll vote. I have no idea. I mean, this whole thing, like. I live with my grandfather, and like he's he voted for Trump. Okay. And like I'm I'm gonna vote for Hillary. Like I like right. this is or I did. So what I'm saying, like we we wake up in the morning to go together because I I drive him to church. He goes to church every day. Right. This is a oh, whole, okay. it's a whole oh, wow. thing. Okay. It's a whole thing. He goes to church every day. And uh, before, but we wake up early to go to vote, and. I'm like, why do we? Why, the the night before, I'm like, why 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 should either of us get up early? Because like you're gonna vote for Trump, I'm gonna vote for Hillary. So why why we're just negating each other? Yeah, we're canceling yeah. each other out. Why do we have to go? And he's like, you'll just sneak out behind my back and vote for Hillary. <laughs> but she's that was my first thought. I'm just yeah. like, well, one of you is gonna be like, fuck the other guy. Yeah, yeah, and he can't because he won't have the car. Right. Oh, so you should have <laughs> fucked him. You should have <laughs> left him at home and like nah nah I'm not gonna, nah. He, not gonna, he's just... so dogged and determined that he would have like just gone on his walker yeah. to the place. He would have called a cab <laughs> and then he would thrown me out. He wouldn't throw Uber me out. Thing. He's actually such a nice man. He wouldn't even throw me out. But he probably would call a cab and yeah. then convince the cab driver to vote for Trump. <laughs> actually, he wouldn't be able to because he's not that charismatic. But. That's neither here nor there. Yeah, but yeah, he, he would have figured it out. He's but now Trump is president elect, and it's so weird because like I kind of bought into the theory that Clinton and Trump were like working together. It's like for a, for, for Clinton to win. Yeah, yeah like I kind of just saw Trump as this cartoonish buffoon. Like he just everything about him just seemed like just like flawed in very obvious ways, and I thought the whole point was like. Cause like I have I have a tendency towards not necessarily conspiracy theories but just I just kind of a s- see power entrenched in places and like I just kind of assume that like well it's just foregone that Clinton and like I kind of just tried to go with the best of the situation right right and uh, I even entertained voting for third party for like a libertarian because I thought the Republican Party was so fucked. That yeah, there oh, yeah. would never be another Republican president. And I don't yeah. think that's like a good thing. Like I'm a Democrat, but I still think that you have to temper. You need 
yin and yang. You need balance and right. So like I was gonna like, and I kind of hope the libertarians become the new Republicans because mm-hmm. I was I thought the Republican Party was finished. Like I thought that they're just like gone. I just thought like this is it for them. They're they're extinct. Completely Trump in shambles. Just, yeah, just shadow over them, and now they're <laughs> dead. And then like I'm like you know just I voted for Clinton, and then I'm like, well she's gonna win, and then I, and then I'm like. It was really, really odd. Like I was actually skyping with two of my friends from Australia that night, and then like oh, as man. the results started coming in, and it's like ninety-five percent chance Trump's gonna win, and I'm like, holy, <laughs> yeah, you're fucked, mate. Yeah, and then the 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 oh my god, and now it's the Democratic Party, which is probably fucked forever. Uh, yeah, yeah <laughs> that, like, and that's the irony. I know. In, in it's like thing. it's so fucking it's like who was actually was, broken i know and like so like the whole theory that i had like because i was so sure of it i was so up my own ass about just like that that it's just trump and clinton and cahoots and i thought everyone was just fools for not seeing that right and i didn't even sh- i wasn't even like vocal about that theory like i just i just was like you know he who speaks does not, not know and he who knows does not speak and i'm like i don't i was just kind of like just going with it and see but i was wrong i'm completely like I, my, i'm losing my grip on reality it's 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 nuts how yeah. like you said cartoon how just complete and utterly bonkers it seemed where you're it was just so easy to check out and be like ah, that's i not, know we're, we're good we're good it's i mean i apparently statistically like i it was like i was talking to my brother and he was saying that it was like it's a 34% chance that he was going to win and i was like that seems a bit high i was like so cocky huh yeah and like i i i like it's well like you know and it and it is what it is like we just i mean i i have a very I I have like this doubt that it's this this baby's gonna go to term. I have a bit, I have a just like weird feeling that something weird is gonna happen. Yeah, like yeah. I just have some. I don't know what, but I have this feeling that it's just a weird, weird feeling. Like the thing that I'm most worried about. Like there, like you could go on all day about the things that are wrong with him. But the thing, one thing that I'm principally worried about is that he's going to attract another attack because of the way he talks about muslims he's going to be he's such an incendiary figurehead and now he's the figurehead of the country he's going it it could attract another big attack like i mean i hate to be that pessimistic but it 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 could very well happen it's not that far-fetched but it's just the coasts that are going to get attacked if it if it happens. Right. They're not going to have the discipline from. to smuggle their explosive <laughs> to the middle of the country. Like they're just going to get on on land and then. Like yeah. I said, we you know we can go on about this forever, but yeah. it's, it's, but it's, it's I mean it's, it's something just, that's it's imminent, just, something just that happened. just happened. I know, yeah. so we sh- we should yeah, like it's fair. Should at least yeah. touch on it, right? Yeah. Yeah. So um. So what um? So we got the uh, the basketball player hedge fund guy. We got the. Uh, the sister, and that's the two little ones, right? Your your eighteen year old sister. Where they are all, all of them? They're they just they live in like Farmingdale. I live in Deal. Oh, okay. So, um, but they live in a house in Farmingdale, and uh, they um like so like I I've been seeing more of them recently. Like I actually just had my birthday. So. Um, oh right, sorry. Happy birthday. Thank you. And uh, they like uh, I I'm touching base with them a little bit before and a little bit after i've just been spending more time with them 
I don't know. I get stressed out by them sometimes, but I've been trying to spend more time with them lately. I don't know. Yeah, why. it's family. Why, yeah. <laughs> that's, how you know you're, that's how you know you're connected. Yeah. It'll make you want to leave. I used to not like spending time with them because it would just stress me out. Like the twins. Like the twins just like are just – I don't know. I don't like kids. Yeah. I don't like kids. Well, like I, mean, I kind of want to have kids because like I think life is a game, like right. Darwinian game and kids are points. And if, if I have kids, it yeah, means yeah. I win. Yeah, like it means exponentially. That, yeah. It means my genes are good and, and I win. You're at the next tier. Yeah, you know, it means I. Like... It means I continue immortality. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I'm just like I, I. don't have patience for kids. It's got my face. Yeah. It's, yeah. yeah, yeah. But I, I. I really don't. <clears throat> I just don't have patience for kids. Do you operate at a at a kind of higher stress level? Because I've seen you even in the room, uh, and you know I couldn't tell how much of it was was maybe just kind of conjured or or maybe theatrical. But there was like you know you you you. You play around with it, it feels like. You play around with kind of how situations make you feel. Oh, no, I'm definitely an anxious guy. Okay. I have, a, I have a, what you might call a, an anxiety disorder, which oh, okay. has been crippling right. at points. Yeah. Like, r- really possible, like, uh, at times debilitating anxiety. Like, right. uh, I've gotten a lot better with it, but I've had a lot of anxiety. And, uh, like, I still, op- as you say, operate at a high stress level but uh that for me it's actually very low right now this i've i've started meditating like i meditate a lot and that's really been an enormous help on my life but uh, i have had a lot of anxiety throughout my life like just pretty common for a comedian but i had i have like people tell me about their anxiety issues and i'm like you ain't got nothing (laughs) like i'm like i have like it's like every aspect. It's like OCD stuff and like yeah, also yeah. just social anxiety. Less social anxiety over the last few years. Like I'm pretty good with people, I would say, for yeah. someone with like the level of anxiety that I do. But I'm like I, – I, I'm really afraid of my own thoughts at times. All right. Yeah, <laughs> see, I'm opposite. I can hear other people's problems and I'm like, you're fucked. I know. Like, you're, how do you live? Like, yeah. <laughs> like, how do you feel, live? <laughs> yeah, and I always feel like, oh, I'm fucking up everything. I'm fucking up everything. Uh, but I guess, you know, I yeah. guess not. Yeah. Well, what, and the reason why I, I said theatrical and I just used that as just, just to paint it, but, um, you got a good handle on it, especially in front of people. I mean, you're in there in yeah. front of like, you know, 20 people I'd say at the most. And, um, and it just feels like, you know, watching you that, that you, you just work with it. It's weird. Yeah. You know, it comes your way and you know yeah. you're vocal about it in the moment and the, and you even like create like these like physical punchlines like in the room and uh the one the one that that stuck with me that 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 and I don't even care like I'll, I'll we'll get it right now but I don't even care like how it how it plays out uh when it when you explain it but and it's nothing that you you intended to do unless you did but you walked out <clears throat> the last time you're at the crust and crumble and uh you had somewhere to go and you were waiting like somebody was waiting for you know you were waiting for one of your comic friends to go up and do his thing he finally goes up and you're like oh i gotta leave and it's like oh great like oh you know i'm just up here and you gotta fucking go and you're probably oh yeah another i remember this was uh i can name him brian yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah i know brian i'm fine with brian <laughs> so you know it's this big laugh and the funny part was <laughs> i think that was the second biggest laugh of of his entire set. So you leave, he's doing his thing, I and then about three minutes later, you came back in because you'd forgotten your keys. Oh yeah, and it was fucking hilarious. <laughs> you know what I mean? I was just like, 
I don't even care. Like it was most likely not planned. You know, not no, yeah, no, you did I on purpose. It. I kind of knew it was gonna get laughs though. I, I kind of oh knew. Oh my god! The sociopath in me was like, <laughs> I was, I'm, I'm like leaving, and then I'm like, oh shit, I'm gonna I kill. And then I can't, and then I'm like, I was like frustrated at first. I'm like, oh, I got it. This is gonna be kind of. But I'm like, nah, this is gonna be fucking juice. Yes. <laughs> I kind of knew it was gonna be good. I just sat there in utter amazement. I'm like. Those were the biggest laughs of his whole set. That's, you know, like, whatever. He'll get, you know, whatever. Yeah. I mean, I'm nowhere. The way so it went so... down was very funny. I came in, and then he's like, oh, you're back. And I'm like, yeah, I feel, I feel, I felt bad. And then yeah, everyone yeah, laughed. Yeah. But then I immediately was like, I forgot my keys. And then Andrew <laughs> threw them, and then in one fell swoop, I turned around. That Yeah, that did feel really good. I remember, I actually, looking back on that, it makes me feel very proud. I'm very proud of that. I'm probably more proud of that than the set I did that night. <laughs> Which happens. Like, there are things that happened <laughs> off stage that I'm more. A lot of stuff happens off stage, which you can. That's a lot. Big thing with comedy is like, like being funny off stage. Right. Especially as an open micer. Right. That is the big. Like, being funny with your friends is the, it's a very important thing, I think. It I think you, it's, you know, uh, in being in the moment and, uh, and present. And then just, you know, a little bit of uh, the old improv, just. Yeah. Using it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think people. Like that's a better way to get booked on shows rather than just to be even like better. It's it's up there. With, like I mean, everything follows from being good, and no matter what you do in life. But um, I think in terms of being an open mic or comic, to get booked on like the like shows, because like when you're an open micer, you generally don't get big. Like the shows you get booked on are not really big deals. I mean, you have to be grateful for everything you get. But um, I get what you mean. Yeah, yeah. but uh, like those are. It's important to get on shows, and it's like. It's all about making friends. It's all about being a funny guy and being funny friend, <laughs> and being open, open to just things you know, things that that happen and go on. Yeah, uh, which is what I, you know, which is what I've seen. I'm no expert, which actually brings me to, um, you know, the reason why, why I uh, asked you to do this is because you were there actually on my first day. That was my first day at, at Espresso Joe's a few months ago. Right. Yeah, I remember. When, yeah, and I saw your set, and uh, I just remember you. you I, I'm not sure if you opened, but but you you just like. I'm a snitch or some. Oh shit yeah, like I that. talked about getting arrested and yeah. snitching. Yeah. yeah, I like I, I like the joke, and it was just you know it like it cracked something in me. I saw, um, it, you know if you don't mind me saying like you know amateur comedy in real time and yeah, like yeah. within straight. You know what I mean? I could reach out and shake your hand and and you know introduce myself to you, and it right. was just like yeah. I don't know. I just appreciated that moment because I'm like, wow, this is like right in front of my face and like i could know this person you know yeah yeah yeah, yeah. that that was um i I, rem I remember my first time uh, it was there was a novelty in meeting all the people you know like seeing the comics that you you like admire them because they're really good um then you realize it's just like everybody else and that they're not they're not on netflix <laughs> <laughs> right, right right and they're we're all carrying around neurotic scratches and notebooks and yeah yeah feeling like they're shit yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah. So that that mic is no longer happening, by the way. So I hear. So yeah, I hear. Yeah. It died. Yeah. I'm worried that I killed it. Something I did. No, there's. Uh, did there's Mark tell an you about it? Actual culprit. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't think I killed it. No, I'm not gonna bring that on myself. Now you did well. I think you you did probably the best out of everyone that night. Oh, that, that night? Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't know. Who knows? Um. So what? I mean, what got you into into comedy? Was there um, something, you know, that I was at film, I was in film school in Australia. I have a very spotty college 
career. Not career. For want of a better term, career. Okay. But um, I like I, I kind of darted around between like majors and schools, and I and I I was doing film school in Sydney, and uh, I was just like. I I felt like at ease like there and like my writing was pretty funny and like I was very funny on set and like I acted a little bit and I could do like some comedic turns for people okay and people I was just encouraged to do it like some of my friends said you should do stand up and I kept hearing that over and over again then a friend of mine Heath uh, did stand up and he fa- he found a place and he told me, he told me about it and then I went and it was at this place called the Laugh Garage in Sydney okay. And I did my first set there, and it was like a big, it was like a proper comedy club, and I I did I didn't I didn't do terrible. And, okay. Um, nice. For, I mean, like I think looking back, I think my material is kind of weak, but I was like, you know, I, I was doing jokes about being an American and making fun of America, <laughs> and the Australian. You'll notice that people outside of America really appreciate it when you yeah, make fun yeah. of America, <laughs> and uh, they um um. I it, it did yeah so then I I was encouraged by that first the momentum of that and uh, I I've gone on and off that was like five years ago I like to say that I've only really been doing stand up two years because like within the five years that I've been doing it I've like taken three year long breaks okay right like there's there's like three separate years where like I just didn't do stand up all right well but, that's funny because I've heard that from three different yeah. uh, comics that I've talked to they're like well like serious exactly. for like this yeah. long and but like for this long that's, yeah that's so i'm i'm gonna say uh that uh what what's the phrase i'm looking for um it's a that's the qualifier no that's not the right it's way to typical say it. of comedians yeah to i do think that. it's very yeah. typical because comedians are very wishy-washy and have no discipline well general. i mean I, some of them per se but at the same time it's like you um like there's like you carry it all you carry it everywhere yeah but you can you only do it when you're when you're doing it you know what i mean is that weird well i know what you mean like it's it's kind of like because there were points where i i I still considered myself a comedian during those year breaks right like which i probably shouldn't have but (laughs) i i like but is that like is that like a like a like a status bar on like your facebook where it's like single not single comedian no no yeah yeah i didn't i wasn't on my facebook status but it was uh i kind of did would tell me i was a stand-up comedian and like like the summer of 2013 like i was just fucking working at domino's and babies are us and like doing coke and like (laughs) just i kind of held on to i wasn't doing stand-up but i held on to being a stand-up comedian i'm like this is yeah, I'm a stand-up comedian. I'm not just a guy who delivers pizzas and works at a baby store. I'm I'm and does drugs. Like I'm still <laughs> I'm I'm a comedian. There's this is there's a there's a point to all this. <laughs> exactly. That's yeah. what, which I was. Yeah, you yeah. were doing the doing the legwork. You were I, you were not really. I was not doing. I should have been doing stand-up. I just decided yeah. not to. For so I just or I just I was just I don't know. It's very easy to like. It's like being unemployed. Like when you get unemployed, it's very easy to fall <clears> back into it. Like not doing stuff. Yeah, but at the same time, like even being unemployed, like there's a rhythm to it. You know what I mean? Like you have to like, because even even doing nothing, like you, there are certain things that you really do want to do, like smoke a bowl and then like yeah. you know, go to the park and yeah. like be high. You know what I mean? Like that's true. And yeah. you have to like kind of set yourself up for that. 
That is very true. The rhythm is what you were referring yeah. to? Yeah. Yeah, there is a there is a rhythm in life. That's something I'm really being into. I've been listening to a lot of Alan Watts lately and, and just, like, been trying to, like, go with the flow more. And, like, there is. And, like, I try to let my desires um, – and I think everyone should kind of just, like, let their desires guide them. Because when you desire something – if you want something bad enough, you will go out and do it. Right. The the point the, the reason I like stopped doing stand up for those periods of time was just I just didn't I didn't really want to do stand up for whatever mm. reason, and like um, you didn't want to do it, but you wanted it still to be a stand up. I still want I wanted yeah I got yeah. well I, I just wanted to not be the I didn't want to face the reality that I was just like a uh, under qualified uh, profligate. Drug, drug addict not a drug addict <laughs> i was never like a horrible when i say i was just like i was just not I, like yeah. a horrible drug addict like i did a bit of coke i tried I, hey, I was hey. mostly drinking yeah. i did heroin once look <laughs> they call it a hell of a drug i mean yeah know, there's only so oh, much of fun. that you can avoid in life yeah yeah i get it oh that's really fun in australia um co- uh, cocaine was actually given to me as a going away present this was the first time i did it yeah and it was like the, we had all had to split it because it was like three hundred dollars for just one gram, which is not oh. a a lot of coke at all. Right. It's like nothing, um, especially when you're splitting it up amongst five people. <laughs> yeah. And three hundred, it's three hundred dollars Australian dollars, and at the time it's like the same. It was a similar value to the American dollar at the time, so it's like three hundred dollars for a gram of coke. And then like I moved back to America shortly afterwards, and it was like set, and like I was like. Yeah, cocaine was good, but it's a bit out of my price range. It was like, yeah, but here it's only like sixty dollars a gram, and then it was what? Fucking every weekend. <laughs> like I had like I had like Baby's Rust was making my real money for food and groceries, and Domino's was my cocaine habit. <laughs> there you go. Hey, you know it makes the world go round. Yeah, man. Need <laughs> Made the world stand still. Yeah, it yeah. kind of was a and, stagnant yeah. period of like no growth. Around, <laughs> around, around, in in uh, stationary. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Static, uh, non-movement. That was my rep. And then I like I started. I came out of that phase, and well, I didn't come out of that. I st- I, I started doing stand up from that phase. Okay. And I uh, that was my reputation amongst like the crowd that we we're in. Like my reputation for a long time amongst like the comics that you that we like all the com- like the the mics that you go to are mm-hmm. like mostly I don't want to say our like well the, the our little social circle like I was like the profligate of that. <laughs> I was the the debauched, the dark, bacchus. Uh, yeah. yeah, like just just. Like that, people had this view of me as like this like crazy guy, which just, is kind of true. Doing anxious guy, yeah, anxious, yeah, and like with just yeah, anxious when I'm sober, and then just free, like oh my god, some nights. <laughs> so what, um, like you mentioned writing before in yeah. film school, um, what's the gamut? Like, what would you say you cover? Because uh, just like personally for me, like I do a little sketch writing. Uh, very little. I do, you know, I'm I'm writing jokes for stand up. Um, I'm toying with like s- scripts, like uh-huh. whatever it is you want to call, it, whether it's like movie or sitcom, whatever. Uh, I I toy I toy with like all of that. So where like what are your disciplines? I guess quote unquote. I um well I I I'm ve- like I think I'm a woeful filmmaker. Like I made some films in film school. I never really finished the film school. I made some like shitty films. I'm not okay. I would like to do film again. Like I like creating stories. Mm-hmm. Like I like <clears throat> it. I really like it. Like I want to write. 
I was, I was a kid, I always wanted to be like a writer of novels. Okay. And I still entertain that idea a lot. Like, I still have never uh, abandoned that. In the same way that I never gave up being a comedian through the, the drug years. Right, right. <laughs> I, uh, despite not doing it, I still hold on to the idea of being a novelist. Uh, although I don't think anybody reads now. So it's like... Uh, I read. Yeah, you read. Yeah, I mean, but I, I, mean, but like, I just started. I feel like it's, like a, but it's going away. But I think that people can, can read. But I, I really would like to, like... It would be so cool to make make movies. Like, yeah. there's a guy Max Landis. I don't know who you know who he is. No, he's like a young filmmaker, and he's like he's someone who's who's got a career that I would like. I mean, it's, I'm so far away from that, so, but I still like would like that kind of. It's thing. a like a feasible, like a tangible goal, like yeah, area like I to make, reach. I want to make like stuff. Scorsese a, or like wanna, Steven like, Spielberg. I have this idea for a podcast that I've been working on for a few, at least a few months. But like, I like I don't know, like. It, with like it incorporates sketch <coughs> as well as re- recordings of stand up and uh, phone. I'm gonna like do phone conversations with people I knew from Australia. Talk oh, cool. about these cool. crazy stories I talk about in Australia. Yeah, like uh, the stuff that I did when I was a kid. Like I was kind of a delinquent when I was a teenager. <laughs> so like <laughs> yeah. I want to talk to like have people over the phone that like people who I have experiences with where I was a lunatic. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Well, all right. So then, I guess maybe my question should be like, what are your fortes? Like, what it is? What is it other than stand up that you are? I think what I'm trying to get at is, I guess stand up would be your main thing. Are there any other things that you um, actually do and engage with that are part of like the same tree? Well, like I do want to write. Like mm-hmm. I want to do. Like I I would like to write stories. I don't know where I'm gonna. I, I just have this instinct to write, and I don't know if that's going to be like a book or if that's going to be like a script. Or I definitely want to complete something. Like I have this my idea now. I just want to find something and engage like a project, which I think I have with this podcast that I've been working on. Right, right, right. I need to engage with it and see it through. You know what I mean? And like I think that's the only way to like. Well, well I kind of lost track of thought, but yeah, is writing is my main thing. Okay. That you is should journal, man. And I, I uh, journal. Yeah. I have journal. I do journal from time to time. I haven't so much lately, but I have journaled. I do journal a lot and it, some, it, 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 it's, uh, but like, I'm more into like, I mean, like actually I like playing with characters and making stories mm-hmm. like fiction. I like fiction. Yeah. I like yeah. lying. <laughs> I like, is I like that, fiction. Is that how like your brain works? You kind of like create like scenarios like for your stand up for instance. Um yeah, like for example like the snitch story that I tell uh-huh. in stand up like that never happened. I did get arrested and I did snitch but I didn't go to jail. Like I followed up with a jail bit about yeah. how like I was trying to make friends like with the Latin kings and social anxiety. <laughs> like like but it's just the story, you know. Yeah, it's, that's it's, a lie. I never yeah. went to jail and I hope I never do. I hope I never go to jail. I just went to jail. It's one of my latest episodes, or one of my last episodes, last few episodes. I got arrested, actually, on my front lawn. Oh, really? Yeah, for uh, for stealing a lady's purse. <laughs> Did you steal? No, it? I didn't steal it. We found it in the middle of the road. Oh God, Pick, that was, it was that's my, mortifying. Yeah. Oh, it's 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 just it's the most convoluted story and reason why I even ended up with it at the point where the cops were looking for it. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I spent uh, I spent an hour or so in jail, and they let me go. I was in my bare feet. It's like a few, just a few blocks away, so I just walked that home. That sucks. Yeah, it was terrible. Oh god! And you got to make sure you get that off your record because that might be on your record. I got it taken care of. I got it. Yeah, uh, okay, I got very the good. I got the super the super clean on that. Okay, fantastic. I called in. I called in a I called in a favor. 
I got arrested for buying cocaine, <laughs> and uh, I, I, uh, they let me go, and uh, I, I got, and like it's gone now. Like I, I did the wrong thing, and I'm perfectly fine. <laughs> this, yeah, my god, uh, I hate being white. I love being white. Yeah, hey, look, man, I'm not gonna, <laughs> like, you I'm know, like, there's a, there's not a gonna knock you for it. Guilt there, but like I fucking, I, I got. I got arrested for possession of coke. This was like two years ago, and I got arrested. I just bought coke. I because I had a cab driver right. who turned out to be a coke dealer, so like we had the perfect cover. Huh. Yeah. Perfect cover. Like this. Oh, no... you just found found out like that night, or no, was no, this? No, no, okay, no. Been, right. We dealt with this guy for like six months. Okay, long term right. relationship. <laughs> he and the, he was awesome. He yeah. would just show up, and then like we wanted to go out. Like he would like I, like if I needed a cab ride somewhere, and like I, he would just. I just paid for the coke, and then he would just drive me wherever I wanted for free. Yeah. Perfect setup. Yeah. Fucking Uber. <laughs> yeah, fuck you. I got Raul. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I just snitched again. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that was an exclusive. Yeah, right no, here. But, um, then, then once uh, we got cocky, and like I, uh, I just met him outside Seven Eleven, and got in the cab, and then got out and got back in my car. Uh, and the cops, yeah. the cops found that kind of suspicious that a guy would get in park out of. 7-Eleven, get into a cab, <laughs> not go anywhere, and get out. And then yeah. go back to his car. And then they followed me, and they're like, what, what would happen there? And I just immediately turned over. <laughs> immediately. That's why I probably didn't oh, get Oh, that's him. my buddy. That sells me Coke. Yeah, I was just like, I'll tell you everything I know about him. Just please, maybe just go away. <laughs> there was a brief moment where all the memories of the rap lyrics of, like, Never Snitch came right, to my right, mind, right. but I just kind of stamped those out real quick. You're like, yeah, just snitched uh... immediately. Oh, God. <laughs> Oh God! So I think I think then you've got you've got the right in that in that whole sense of of, of where that story went to kind of embellish a little bit and you met the yeah Latin like Kings I talk and... about how I actually like I didn't like yeah so I, yeah as I was saying fiction writing like I like it I like and you kind of need like it's just funny fiction's yeah, good yeah, yeah. I, I like writing you have I think to you have yeah to be, you have to. you have to be honest as a stand up though like you really kind of have to be people detect audiences can really detect. Honesty. Well, it has to come from a place of honesty before it takes a turn, which usually calls yeah. for a bit of embellishment. To yeah, just, you know. yeah, but I think it needs to be believable. Yeah. I don't think stand up. I think stand up. Everything you do in stand up, it, it can't be patently false. Like it kind of like you can lie, but I think it needs to be believable lies. Yeah. Like it needs to be lies that like, um, you can get away with. Well, there's, uh, there's, you know, rules, writing jokes, whatever. But um, if you can make a a a connection, uh, what are they, what were they called? Real real life connection or something? Connection from you know your your subject matter to this bizarre thing that's a lie or or this just uh, you know um, what do they call it? Uh, absurd point or absurd twist. You know what I mean? If you can make the solid connection, that's really where. Where the tension and, and the laugh, yeah. you know, the laugh is is like. Yeah, I think yeah, but even as I say, like, oh, you can't, you have to have believable lies. Like, really, it's just about whatever. My friend Mark says, like, w like whenever somebody like newer comics, like there was one young comic, Cassie, who asked him, like, w w how can I punch up this joke? And then he just said, Mark I, is one of my best friends just because like, he's very wise. Like he's mm -hmm. like barely older. Like you look to him as almost like a father figure, okay. <laughs> even though he's like like virtually the same age as me. And he's he he asked her he he did like it was like the most zen thing I've ever heard. He goes, "What do you find funny about that?" 
And then like that just was just floated away. I just overheard this. Guy. That that to me was like the best stand up advice. It's like, what do you find funny? And just do that. Yeah. Like whatever it is you laugh at. Just just hopefully it's what other people find funny. Yeah. That to me is like the best advice. It's not even advice. It's just what do you find funny? If you want to tell a joke, if you're looking for, it has to be something that you're like dying to tell people. Right. Like you have to right, go on wow. stage and be so stoked that you're telling them that. And like that's really good. And I, that I get really like good. I really fall out of love with stand up a lot because I don't have things I'm super excited to talk about. Right. Like the thing that I'm like super excited to talk about is like sex. And like it's not always very funny. Sometimes this comes across as very braggy, like, <laughs> like, uh, and like, or like, hacky, not that or I'm like, like super, like I have like a bunch of sex, but just like whenever I have to, I'm like, guys, I have to, like, like, and I kind of yeah, tell that's somebody. Like, that's something I just like always like talking about is like sex, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, relationships and like people I've been with and like or people I'm trying to like manipulate to get it back with. Like it's like <laughs> <laughs> I don't do that. I'm just joking. Um, but yeah, it's hard. Like you have to kind of like just like uh find something you're really really stoked to talk about and for long periods of time it's hard i i, I find that I, I i don't but then luckily i have like a, a stubbornness where i'll keep doing stand up during periods where i don't want to do it i've kind of developed the discipline to do that mm -hmm. or i guess the habit it's really the friends i've made is what keeps me going. Right, because at least you'll have something to do. Because it's like, it's something like, I, I just crave the companionship and like, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I keep going despite the fact that sometimes I just don't want to do stand up. Like, I could just go and not go up, but then I would feel like I look weird. Yeah, and like, why are you there? And like, then, yeah, then I'm, you're I'm gonna... like a comedy groupie. Like, I... <laughs> yeah, and then you're just going to beat yourself up the whole ride home. Like, I should have just gone. I should have oh, just done that. Oh, my God. I... I did that at this Mike Tense. I've done that twice at this Mike Tense Street. It's far north. It's a Tense bit... Street Live. Yeah. Yeah. Kenilworth. And yeah, yeah. And uh, I did that twice. Like, I've gone there and not gone up twice. I got, I've gone there a few times, but like, I, twice I've gone there and like just gone home without going up and like being. Just because it was like getting late and like I was tired or I was anxious about not gonna, I wasn't gonna do well. And I left and like I tormented myself for that. Week, That's for a long weeks, ride. For weeks, I was like, I just wasted all this time and all this gas. What the fuck? Why would I do that? Are you mentally challenged, Jack? <laughs> Why would you do that? Like I just like, and then like, I would get super anxious and I was worried that like because I didn't go up that night that I will never be successful as a comic because of that night right, somehow right. karmically it's just gonna yeah. damage for karmically I would I was thwarting myself or that every time you go back you're gonna yeah it's so like I make like deals with myself this is where the anxiety stuff comes <laughs> in like I am just have a history of very poor mental health like like I, I I'm very describing this I'm glossing over the details of this but like that was like a whole episode just that one thing I get very well, upset about really small things and big things. I just for some. <laughs> well, I don't have the what's time. funny? What do you? What's funny about that? What, what do you find funny about that? About what all that? <laughs> I don't. It was very. It was anxious time. It was angry. I was. I was upset with myself. <laughs> what's that crowd like over at Tenth Ave? Because I know they got a built-in like college crowd kind. It's like in the center college of suburbia. Crowd. I played there once in my band. I don't know about a college crowd. I the it's mostly comics there, and um, they are kind of. Um, there's a lot of comics there. It feels like the 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 bottom of a pirate ship. Like it's a lot of like, um, people like it, it's an edgy crowd. Ways, it's a very yeah. male like male aggro crowd. It's okay. Kinda, it's kind of broy at times. All right. And uh, 
it's uh, like comics also you kind of have to really earn their attention because if you go up and you just do your middling material you rehearsed material they really won't pay attention I know the spirit of that place that that crowd there is a very uh, it's one that you have to prove yourself to okay. just the collective spirit that kind of forms there sometimes they're engaged if there's like more audience members but comics you know it does it tends to be like a comics room and uh, it's very hard to like break into get their attention some some of the comics is like there are some really good comics that go there um and they uh immediately they just well they're just good enough to like kept like they have the the right energy yeah they know how to open it up yeah and they're comfortable there they know that everyone there it's kind of like i don't want to say it's clicky i feel like it's kind of like a cop out when you say oh it's just clicky and they only pay attention to their friends but there 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 are people who are in the clique that exists there and still don't get attention but there are like there's two comics that come to mind offhand i'm not going to name them right but uh they they do do know how they're just really good and like i really admire them because they're really able to just engage the crowd nice nice well that's good to know because that was actually going to be the first place that i tried Mm -hmm. uh ever and i'm glad i went to espresso joe's because that like although i've dealt with a couple places well i've done it in five different places and uh doing it as at espresso's was nice because uh they're welcoming um and it was a really laid back environment yes um and then i did uh stand up new york like six weeks in a row during my i was taking improv classes at the ucb Mm -hmm. so um I would just go further up to 78th, do the thing, come down to uh, 37th and go to my, go to my class and then come home. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was nice. Cause I actually got, you know, I, I did horribly, you know, I got a, like a chuckle here and there, but my last day there, i kind of like did this whole, I threw away all this nonsense I was messing with, um, wrote some just like one liners and then like listened to Tig Notaro my whole way up there. Mm-hmm. It was just that slow, like dead delivery and I tried that, and I got a, that was like my my first you know my first few laughs, and I was like okay like I have something, I'm not like a one liner guy like I want to tell stories, but like at least I know what it feels like to ride the wave. It's not like going into like a room of rock stars where like you know oh, you're yeah. starting no, out, and yeah, everyone's yeah. got like the hair like the chain the leather, and like you know it's just we're all just normal yeah. people, and like you can't really look around the room and be like, all right, he's good. Like, he looks, you know, yeah, just you all can't, just... like, there's no, like, big dogs. Nobody's going to big time you there. Right, yeah. right. Get the fuck out of here if you are. Like, if the, who, speaking to the people who do that. Like, right. the, the, they don't come to that. that the, the spirit of that room, like, I, I just feel like the spirit of that room doesn't, like, allow that. Because, mm-hmm. like, it's just everything about that room, like, just the shape of it, the way it's set up, and yeah. the attitudes of the hosts, Rob and Dan. Just wouldn't allow that kind of thing. I and hate I, people who big time people. Although yeah. I, I wish I was able to do it. <laughs> oh, of course, because I mean that—that's like it, it takes something to, to carry that bravado. Yeah, you know, I know. Just have that about I you. I wish. I don't know if I would ever big time anybody. You know what I like about that room? There's people that you know. I mean, there's varying degrees of of, of comic there, but um, when somebody kind of steps into uneasy territory. And they're not doing it that well. Like the room's not afraid to be like, mm, like, uh, like that. Yeah. You know. But like then you've got the the bad boy comedy, the the guy with the beard and the uh, the the hat, or whatever. Oh, Andrew. Uh, may, yeah, maybe I'm s- still getting it. But yeah, like yeah, you I know, know he kind of touches on that that 
edgy territory um but the way he carries himself like you know he owns it you know what i mean and like yeah. he gets the laugh he's very good he, so he, it's he, like he's that's his that's his spirit you know? yeah yeah that's, yeah because he does it do without being like a dick or like you know yeah. or, or gross or just like it's like he's 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 trying to tell you something you know what i mean yeah yeah yeah, yeah no, i find he, that he's very good i find that pretty uh pretty fascinating that's cool so so what do you like? What are your? You need to just start writing. You just got to start. Just I want just start doing it. It's. I mean, the thing that my my the the thing that I have leading my writing is that I want to do something that <clears throat> I'm gonna write something that will be finished and actually is gonna be a project. So like, it was hard for me. To, I think like, I don't I don't like to ever give advice, but it's like, not that I'm I'm not giving you advice, but I mean like just like a thing that I found with writing for myself. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying I'm giving you advice. I'm saying you're like this is going to sound like advice but it's like i you need to find a project that if you're writing you need to have something that you that has like a deadline or not necessarily a deadline but a finished state mm-hmm. like cuz you can write forever like in journal. terms like not even a, a journal like yeah. a lot of my writing like i have like this i have like a bunch of ideas for like novels and stuff like and like i'll write forever on those but there's no like pressure to finish those so all the writing is kind of just like synopsis like notes and like right, scenes right. like but there's nothing there's no there's no there's no walls it's just like an open field and the thing just kind of is uncorseted and just yeah. flops about it's fat and just soft yeah, yeah, yeah. but you kind of need the pressure of time and space to consolidate it and uh i have like yeah so like writing now is like i'm focusing on the podcast that i have which is going to be like sketch and stand up and these phone calls but like the yeah, sketch like... is the thing that i'm gonna work on so but it's just one thing at a time and it's like it, 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 i'm being pulled towards that because i can it has a finished state right so that's all man so like what's uh what's up with your with uh the foreseeable future the foreseeable future i have a, like as i said there's this podcast which i'm trying to work on i have this like tentative plan to release like an episode of this podcast it's called the steiger tapes okay that's my last name I like that steiger jack steiger yeah and oh, by the way we're here with jack steiger <laughs> yeah <laughs> but uh it's uh i want to release it like once a month with uh, a, a, a little mini-sode in between each one so that is something i really am focused on like r- right now like <clears> i was <throat> actually talking to one of my, my friend from australia and he's like talking about like animating some of it mm-hmm Cause he, like so, cause some of the sketches, I suppose that you could potentially na- uh, animate it, or the stories that I'll talk about with my friends in Australia, they could be like, yeah, animated. yeah, oh, absolutely. And so, um, that is something I'm really, really hope that I can do. I please, I really hope I can. Please, Jay, let me do it. Yeah, you're gonna, do, you're gonna, you're gonna do that. <laughs> okay. You're gonna do that thing. I, and what's right, great now, is you've got the once a month thing, cause that's a lot of work. I mean, just, it's gonna just, be a fair amount of work, and yeah. I, yeah. That is something I'm t- hoping to do to get going, like uh, like to get on that rhythm, like every month, yeah. an episode with uh, in between certain months of a minisode. And well, that sounds cool. Sounds like something to look forward to. Yeah, I'm hoping. And then uh, other than that, any shows? Yeah, or whatever? nothing. I've, um, I mean, I do open mics all around. Uh, I'm oh oh my friends, uh, Dan Gagliardi and Melissa Jobin have written a play. And it's uh, called Mike Piazza's Inferno. Okay. And it's going to be at the um, the uh, Annoyance Theater in Brooklyn. 
um, November 27th, I think. That it's the last Sunday of November and then the first Sunday of December. So I think that's the 27th of November and the tw- uh, December 3rd. Oh, okay. So I don't know. It's the last Sunday. You, I'll just look it up. Yeah, I'll look it's it gonna up. be good though. I've read the script. It's it's cool. It's funny. Awesome. It's awesome. only it's only twenty minutes long, and it's part of like a triple feature. And if uh, it's possible, it'll get selected for uh, a run at the Annoyance Theater. In which case, we can do an hour long version of it, which wow. Melissa and Dan have ready to go. Oh wow! So they've got they've expanded. Yeah, yeah uh, they're yeah. very talented guys. Uh, both of them are like really good. They, that they, like, so. I like their. Their, their writing and I, I'm really glad to be a part of that it's going to be real fun awesome. so that's a that's another thing coming up um, maybe you can put in a good word for me with them and uh, get them down here on, to, on this podcast yeah oh yeah yeah I'm just, they would be very good guests yeah. they're very interesting people to talk to I, I really yeah so I, I really enjoy acting I want to do more acting so come, you did come get at me there. at Jack Steiger one or steiger.john.g at gmail.com that's my, that's my email. No, the listen back. <laughs> Show notes. But yeah, so that's why, how I like the acting. That was a bit of a long-winded. No, episode. yeah, that's great. I was okay. actually, I'm, I'm glad you got fired up, but I'm like, it's you know, it's getting late, and I was like, well, we'll just see how far it goes with it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Good talking, man. Yeah, thanks, Jay. Appreciate it. Here and now, will it split you? Yeah. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, bud. That was a good app.